Hey, this is Jim, Silent Sales Machine Radio, another episode for you. I love doing this. Today, we've got a guest who's a member of our community. And check this out. It's been about a couple years ago. I'll introduce him in here in just a second. But a couple years ago, someone in our community gifted the Proven Amazon course to this guy. And quite often, as it turns out, when that happens, people will do a little bit of something with it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Well, in this case, this guy took the ball and ran with it in a big way, and he's created an insanely cool success story out of it. He's our guest today, Mr. James Crisp. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Jim? Doing great, man. Thanks for making good. some time and being flexible with your schedule today. We bumped this thing around a few times. We figured it out. But man, I'm excited to have <laughs> you here. And you know, we haven't talked a whole lot in the last couple of years. I and mean, we talked briefly when you first got into all this, and uh, you had some exciting things going on, had a few questions, but- Get us up to speed, man. Tell the story from your perspective, if you don't mind, on getting the Proven Amazon course, what you did with it, where you went from there, and uh, fill in the gaps a little bit. Of course. So actually, uh, I was reached out on Facebook by George. Uh, believe it or not, it's actually been about, it's actually been a year to date uh, when I was reached out on Facebook and told that someone had gifted me the pack. Uh, it was pretty amazing. I was pretty shocked. Uh, it came at a really good time. So a little bit of our backstory, uh, we've tried it all. We've, I've been selling on Amazon for at that point for about five years. Uh, we've done arbitrage and wholesale, and we were even buying liquidated items from Walmart. So we tried it all. We just moved out to a smaller city, and we were trying to find a way to make money with our knowledge and what we knew. So we started buying liquidated Walmart goods and started having yard sales locally and we were doing very well unfortunately we got too big the city shut us down <laughs> i didn't know and, that. <laughs> oh my goodness that was uh something i haven't put out there yet <laughs> but uh we did get shut down by the city and literally two days after that is when we got the message that someone had gifted us the pack so it came at the perfect time. Oh, that's great. And I didn't realize it had only been a year. For some reason, I was thinking it's longer than that. So that makes your story even more interesting because a lot has happened in a year, man. Yes, it feels like five years. <laughs> it has been a roller coaster. That's great. Well, all right, so keep it going. So you kind of got the body slam from the city, shut you down. You had a cool thing going, but then you got the proven Amazon course. Yes. And what did you do from there? So first things first, we logged in. I knew about it, but didn't know a whole lot. I started kind of researching it, and it's a monster. <laughs> you guys have created a beast of a course. So we were trying to figure out, okay, what are we good at? What is our financial status, and where can we take it from there? So because you have so many income streams within the pack, it was kind of difficult at first to hone in on one area. So one thing that we kind of resonated with was PPP. We weren't extremely financially stable at the time. Uh, we were doing arbitrage in these yard sales, but the profit was being put back into the business. So we didn't have a whole lot of room to grow uh, at the rate that we had wanted to. And PPP resonated with us because you don't need a huge amount of startup. Really, it's knowledge-based. The more knowledge that you have in Amazon, you can help people and help other brands and entrepreneurs grow their businesses. So we started uh, studying that. Me and my business partner basically studied the PPP like a final exam. Yeah. Let me just, <laughs> let me fill in a gap here real quick, James, of course. And, and you'll continue the story. The PPP is one of the modules inside the proven Amazon course. And like you mentioned, 
it's a beast of a course, like you said. Yes. Meaning it's not a it's not a step one through ten. Now you're making money on Amazon course. We cover the basics and then there's a bunch of different directions depending on your finances and do you like meeting with people and calling them on the phone or do you prefer to sit behind your keyboard? And you know, there's different ways to make money on Amazon. And we like to think we teach just about all of them. One of them is the PPP module you mentioned, proven product partnering, right? And as you just said, and I'll put it in slightly different words, that's where you approach businesses or you approach brands that already have a product and you make them a deal they can't refuse basically saying, hey, let me sell your stuff on Amazon and keep a percentage. And the, the beauty of it is, James, here's what I love. Probably my favorite part of this strategy is you can have multiple Amazon accounts this way. You can have, yes. if you want to, 10, 15, 30 Amazon accounts. You're managing each of them, getting a percentage of each of them. And that's what that course walks you through is how to find those brands and how to do it. Okay, so absolutely back into your story now. Uh, so you applied the PPP strategies and, and take us through it, man. And let's try to be real friendly to the person who's thinking to themselves right now. Hey, I, I kind of know what's going on with Amazon. I've sold a few things. Am I qualified to do this? I mean, do I need to go out and get a consultant's degree or something? Or like, do I need to be uh, anointed? You are now a consultant. Like, how hard is this <laughs> to get into? It's not hard to get into. It's fairly simple as long as you have the basic strategies and knowledge of selling on Amazon. But what I will say, <laughs> because we've pretty much, we kind of threw ourselves in the fire. I worked very quickly, as you can tell. And we decided that we wanted to jump right in. We booked a flight to Vegas. We went to the ASD convention. And we just started talking to everybody, uh, talking to people about their products, data mining them on Amazon with our with our phones, with our iPads, getting in front of people. I will be honest, the first time that we did this, I was very nervous. I was the worst elevator pitch ever. <laughs> My business <laughs> partner told me multiple uh, times. <laughs> he pulled me aside. He's like, you're talking too fast. You're not thinking things through properly. <laughs> you're coming right. off as a mumble a mumbling person, <laughs> but we critiqued it. We critiqued ourselves and we're very open to constructive criticism. I got a little bit harder on myself. We, that night we studied our elevator pitch a little bit, a little bit closely and we landed two contracts the next day. Oh, I love it. Let me just fill in the gap again and I'm going to let you take it. Of over. Course. And put your thoughts together here for a moment while I'm speaking. I'd love to hear your elevator pitch. Like if you knew I was a brand, it wasn't on Amazon yet. And here we are at an event together and I give you 30 seconds. What would you say? So be thinking about that. Okay. And good, you can go a little good, longer okay. than that, but I want to hear what you say, but I want to tell people what ASD is. Uh, actually, if you go back and listen, uh, listener, if you go back to episode number one of this podcast, I was the keynote speaker at ASD, which is basically tens of thousands of people from all over the world go into Vegas and they, they do one big one and one that's not quite as big every year. And it's people with products to sell and they're selling to retailers and wholesalers and distributors. It's like they all gather and it's all these interesting products in these booths and they're trying to make big orders. You like JC Penny will send a representative there to find the stuff that they're going to put on their retail shelves. So you've got everything from big brands dealing with big retailers all the way down to mom and pops trying to make a name for their you know, homemade honey or whatever. And they're trying to find distributors that'll, that'll pick up their brand. 
So it's a great environment where uh, entrepreneurs are just kind of running into each other and having great discussions. So if you go back and listen to episode one, it's actually my keynote address from that environment. Just a great environment. I love these events. But it can be a bit overwhelming, too, because, again, it's tens of thousands of people going to multiple halls and big rooms full of vendors and booths everywhere. So uh, with that set up, you guys went – was this your first ASD that you went to? That was our first convention we had ever attended. Oh, the first of any kind. Okay, so yes, we've set the table now. I've put you on the spot. I didn't give you any warning here, but you told me you've worked on this. Okay, so let's we'll put the pressure on now, all right? So here I am. I've got an interesting product that you think might have some potential on Amazon. It's not on Amazon yet. We've established those two facts. Perfect. What would you say to me? You walk up to the booth and I'm there with my price sheet and I've got my products all around me. And what do you say? Believe it or not, we're very big on walking by the booth, looking at the products first, just to kind of pre-note this. We look at the products. We data mine their competitors on Amazon first. Ooh, we, like first it. we see if they are on Amazon, but if they're not, we data mine the competitors, see how they're doing. We have enough knowledge now to know if this product is would fill a gap, if it would meet a demand that maybe is not being met on Amazon. And then we get our kind of thoughts together. Then we approach a business owner, very simply put, first thing we ask, do you like money? <laughs> nice. How's That's your, your opening doing? question. Do you like That's money? It. If it's yes, <laughs> so imagine you get a good a little laugh out of that, right? Sometimes, of course. That's yes. great. Like, what are you trying <laughs> to sell me, simple. fellas? I love it. <laughs> we try not to come off too salesy. We talk about their product more than we talk about Amazon. Sure. So, what we've noticed is when there's a common misconception and the with larger brands, even some you know medium and smaller brands, that Amazon has, I guess, harmed their brand. There's a lot of hijacker problems. There's you know a lot of issues uh, from a big brand perspective, and they don't realize that if they have the right team in place, Amazon is actually extremely profitable and extremely well to be. So once you kind of get that notion through that Amazon is not a, the big bad enemy, that it's not you know, something that that is going to harm their business, we kind of start coaxing them our way. Because I will be honest, the one thing that we've noticed the most is as soon as we say that we are um, Amazon account managers, they get turned off. Most of them do because they have tried Amazon and uh, hijackers either took over or private labelers came in and, and started kind of uh, coming up with their own products to mock their products. And they put themselves out there and they felt like they were being uh, being robbed of their business. But once we get them on our side, let them know that you have to have the proper team in place to grow this. Things change. The conversation changes. They realize that, that we're in it for their brand and not just for the money. I got you. So I haven't sent you scurrying off to the next booth at this point. I'm, I'm interested maybe in what you're telling me because uh, <laughs> I'm a brand owner. And yeah, we did play on Amazon. And yeah, we did have someone come in and... Uh, Actually, one of our retailers thought they would liquidate a bunch of my product and they were selling it for 20% of you know what we were. And they just destroyed our listings, destroyed the pricing. And so you guys are telling me you can do something about that. You guys are telling me that you know if I use your team, you can help us get on Amazon and protect our best interests as a brand. Like, Convince me. Tell me you know what's next. Of course. So brand reputation is important. People, uh, large businesses um, that aren't necessarily private labelers or just uh, they actually build 
on legitimate brands, the next step would be to to relaunch. We typically with the larger brands that we do uh, manage, we scrape everything. And I know that a lot of a lot of experienced sellers would be like, "Eek, that's a lot of work. You're losing ranking, you're losing reviews." But a lot of times, revamping what we call the I can't. I lost my words right now. But there is a the first 14 days of a listing is the most important. Uh, we want to revamp and get those 14 days back. Right. So we pull listings down, put them back up, and relaunch the brand. We usually see major results, especially for the large brands overnight. Once we get everything launched back up, where it's a clean slate, no hijackers. There are some brands that we've managed where we've had to where we can't do that because they're they have thousands of reviews they have thousands of you know competitors whatnot we don't want to start from the beginning because we feel that we won't be able to get back up in there in that niche so there's other things that we can do as well and we just start tackling the vas we get our vas and we start having them tackle the hijackers kind of back in keywording there's there's a lot of tactics that we do to, to kind of get them back up and, and going again now, I'm curious. I, I'm pretty sure I know what you mean by tackling hijackers, but I'm going to ask you to explain what that means a little bit. <laughs> and do you do creative bundling and multi-packs and that, those kind of simple strategies? Do you find that that is something that gets the attention of the uh, the brands that you're talking to? Uh, talk us through some of those issues. That's exactly correct. So cool. we all know that we can't make a, another listing or double listings on Amazon. So in order to get around that, uh, in other words, make a listing for the same product that already exists. And in order to get around that, we do we do bundling, we do uh, different things on the back end uh, to kind of get that flowing again. Also, when you bundle, uh, I have uh, heard Brett's PPI strategy, and we actually studied that quite a bit. We're still trying to get our our horns on that one. <laughs> That's another very uh, intricate but very knowledgeable solution to trying to get the competition a little bit more watered down, I guess you could say. Because when you bundle products, it's harder for competitors to kind of to tackle you. You're able to get around them. Yeah, it's anybody can use this strategy, whether you're dealing with another brand or something that you're trying to sell yourself. But the PPI strategy, which we've talked about many times, proven performance inventory, basically is using the most powerful keywords possible yes. to set your listing apart. So you're the title of the product, the title of the listing. And if you use a bundle, then you're hard to compete with because, you know, one of the things we did, James, with one of our bundles is we actually printed out a slick handout document that goes along with the bundle because we know nobody can get their hands on that. It's ours. It has the name of our business on it. And we print it and we laminate it and we stick it in the bundle. So if someone's going to try to duplicate that bundle, they can't, physically can't do it. So if we can make that bundle take off, right, that bundle takes off and here comes the hijackers saying, oh, we're going to copy that. We're going to get some of that momentum. Well, they can't. It's an impossible to duplicate bundle. Whereas if you just got a single widget and that product is sold at Walmart and many other retail stores, you know, you got a good deal once, well, someone else is going to get the good deal next time and you're just going to be battling it out with a bunch of other sellers. So that's one way to eliminate hijackers from your own listing or from the people whose brands you're managing, right? So that kind of addresses bundles and hijacking and a little PPI there. We're not going to go deep into it. We've got several (laughs) episodes where we talk about that and we'd be happy to help you out with that because really once the light bulb goes on, 
man, it's, it's beautiful. You find those gaps and you fill those gaps. We're not going to dive in that direction too far yes. right now. I just like the listener who's hanging with us to get convinced that if you've sold a few things on Amazon, you are more capable of representing these brands, even some, in some cases, major brands on Amazon. You're capable of doing that, having these conversations. You don't just want to buy their product and flip it. You want to partner up with them. So talk to me, you know, you've almost got me convinced that I'm going to give you guys a shot. You've addressed some of my main concerns. Like what else goes into that conversation that you have in that initial conversation? Of course. So the biggest thing that we focus on, of course, is their brand. Uh, the most important thing to us is that they feel that their brand is important to us. Um, we are not trying to just gain their business, but we're trying to gain a partnership. So we as, as much as we used to in the beginning focus on Amazon and the numbers and this and that, we've noticed we've had more success with just speaking to them like a human being about their about their products and about them and their life and, and what their goals are. And we kind of gauge, you know, different aspects of each each brand. So your smaller brands, they're, you know, they're they have families that they're feeding. Uh, it's very important to them that they put their brand in the right hand. So our biggest uh, plus is that we focus on them and gaining their trust and knowing yeah. that we know what we're doing with with their brand. On the, have, by any chance, have you heard episode one of our podcast where I talked at ASD? I have, yes. Okay, yes. Well, because one of the things I emphasize in there, and it's what you guys are doing, is you go in looking for relationships and partnerships, not products. But relationships and partnerships, right? So relationships are the core asset of your business strategy, not the products. And this is this applies to everybody. Yes. The relationships are the core, not the products, because products will come and go, but relationships can outlast products as they come and go. So I love that you focus on Absolutely. the relationship and getting to know that person, asking them, say, hey, what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing? Maybe I can help you solve some of those. We're all entrepreneurs Correct. here. Let's talk about our business and see if there's a match here. You know, that's the way to get these companies in. So that's correct. Okay. So how many companies are you guys working with? And, and tell us, you know, share some numbers. Let's get into uh, uh, some of the nuts and <laughs> bolts. Like, let's make this interesting for folks. <laughs> so we actually, our first two clients, uh, we, uh, a, we are under non-disclosure agreements and certain aspects of the business, but I can tell you that uh, we the first two clients were in one was in health and beauty, a very very high demand product. But they're a company that's been around for almost a decade. Uh, a lot of the private labelers were coming out and and taking over that category, so they were trying to to regain traction. And the second company was in sports and outdoors. Uh, we remember we didn't know what we were doing when we first went in. We were charging too low. So how, how it works for us, I know everybody does it a little bit differently. We charge a startup fee and we charge a commission based off of their Amazon drop instead of some uh, management firms out there do it based on gross profits. So we do it a little bit differently. It makes it easier for us. And first out of the tank, we did uh, Health and Beauty. It was a $1,500 sign up is what we asked for at the time. And we did 15% commission on the Amazon drop. Uh, the second company was $750 startup fee. They're a little bit smaller. They only have one product. Uh, and we did a 13% commission on the Amazon drop. Now, when you say on the Amazon drop, do the math for me. There you go. So 
we have Amazon, you have your revenue. So if your revenue is $1,000 and your shipping fees, uh, your FBA fees and all of that adds up to 250 Amazon is going to drop $750 into your account. That's the check that you get. Pull, right. We actually pull 15% out of that number. So whatever check Amazon sends your customer, your client, the brand you're representing, you get a percent of that. And yeah, all those numbers are way too low, by the way, as you've probably figured yes. out. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I, th- I think we teach in the PPP to go for 25% and, uh, you know, a, a nice, healthy four-figure setup fee, if possible. Um, not everyone's going to be open to it, but, you know, that's where the real, that's where you start to get into some real opportunity. But when you're first starting out and building relationships, yeah, why not? I mean, it's not like you lose anything. And you're helping these clients set up their own Amazon account, correct? Yes, we take care of everything. So far, about 90% of our clients have already been on Amazon at one point. They were just stagnant accounts. They were just kind of sitting there. They ignore them. They don't know really what to do with it. <laughs> they're, they're larger companies, and they their main focus is on wholesale and getting into the big box stores. They kind of put Amazon aside from what we've seen for the most part. Now, jumping forward, we now have 15 accounts in total. We actually uh, just got a call this morning right before you called me as well. Uh, with another major brand. So we actually deal with four major brands. Now, a couple of them, I can't say it to the listeners, and I'm so sorry because we're under NDA. Of course, I, I wouldn't want you to. You <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I can tell you one. And uh, we got a call from the distributors for Paris Hilton. So we'll be distributing her handbags and her shoes. We're going to have the exclusive on Amazon for the U.S. and all of Europe. Not Bad at all, dude. And what's your uh, a long are, way? <laughs> are you able to share your percentages and and uh, what kind of deal you struck with them, or how do you feel I about can. that? Cool. All yeah, right, I can definitely share that. We did ask for this is a big change from a year ago. Our startup fee we asked for twenty thousand for the U.S. and ten thousand for Europe. There we go. And we are taking twenty two percent of each. With both of them looking, we're projecting to do roughly 2.5 million the first year in the u.s and probably about 450,000 in sales uh in all of europe oh dude so that we've come a long way from the 1500 sign up fee yes you have <laughs> that is really cool you know i might uh have the editors do a little clip of that and put it at the beginning of the show to kind of entice people like this is where we're heading because it's been a <laughs> slow build to the best part of the story like yes. dude, you're representing a serious major brand. And what I love about this model, let me just remind the listeners something that that I love about this is it's zero out of pocket for you. You're just talking. It's just a matter of having conversations and saying, Hey, you know, my pitch would go something like this. and, And this is an actual pitch I've used to get brands interested in working with us is I'm a part of a community of people who live, eat, and breathe selling on Amazon and doing it the right way. That's what we do. We're the best in the world at this. Like, And I have the benefit Absolutely. of mentioning my podcast, but I tell people in our community all the time, you know, leverage that. Drop the name. It's like, hey, you know this Jim Cockrum guy? No, they won't know who I am. <laughs> they haven't heard of me. But you say, hey, Google him. Google the Proven Amazon course. Go look at his podcast. It's one of the top 50 on iTunes business podcasts. I mean, this is the stuff I consume daily. These are my people. 
I'd love to partner with you in a zero risk way to help you get a presence on Amazon and fight off all the negatives that you've heard. Because as you and I both know, Amazon is blasting off and you're, you're kind of crazy to ignore it. I'm the guy that can help you. And and let me prove it. I just want a percent of this extra money that I'm going to help make you Uh, consider me a commission only sales rep on Amazon. I'm going to help you fight that battle. You know, it's a, very simple pitch. It's a no risk proposition that you have for these brands. It's a beautiful model. So at the point that, uh, you know, this is just me kind of hopefully motivating the listener now, James, you know, at the point you've sold a few items on Amazon, you are more than equipped to get out there and start having these conversations. And maybe you start with just local, you know, I know people that go to their local farmer's market and look for their local honey guy, you know, the guy that he puts his honey, like, you know, look for a, some product or something local, some local manufacturer, mom and pop, and just have some fun with it. I have this coffee shop that lives near us, James. It's set up near us. It's just a little coffee shop. It so reminds me of Death Wish Coffee, right? Because oh, yeah. his, amazing my, story. You know, Mike's <laughs> story starts off. He's just a little struggling coffee shop in Saratoga, uh, I think it's Saratoga Springs, New York, where, uh, it, you know, he's going out of business. He's struggling. He puts his coffee out there, uses some creative marketing strategies, blows it up. So I'm trying to tell this little coffee shop this story. They're just not interested. Like, all right, that's, <laughs> that's cool. I get it. You Googled who I am. You Googled Death Wish Coffee. And the listener's thinking, well, I'm not Jim. I don't have these great stories. No, you do have these great stories. These are your stories. You're part of this community leverage that say, and I, I've even made the offer, James is like, Hey, if it comes down to, and James, same thing. Like if you were trying to land this Paris Hilton thing and you're like, I think it might help to drop the fact that we're part of this big community and that this is Jim and like, Hey, drop me an email and say, Hey, could you help me land this really cool deal? If it goes down, you know, take care of me, send me a Christmas Turkey or something, buddy. But you know, (laughs) I love helping people in this community succeed wildly because that gives us great stories to tell. Right. Oh, it's one of the best communities out there. I'm part of many, and and slowly but surely, I I leave those communities because the amount of of feedback and the support uh, that MSG provides is is just unparalleled to anything else. It really is. Oh, thanks, dude. I mean, that is our core mission is to build, you know, for this part of my business, the core mission is to build a huge community of like-minded, caring, giving, virtuous business building entrepreneurs that use the internet creatively. And I think we've done that. And, and you're, you're evidence of that. Yes. And I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely. What else might we share with the listener today as we start to bring this one around <laughs> to get them convinced to have some conversations with brand owners? I mean, where do you go to find these people? Are we telling them they have to go to ASD? For example, that's one question we might have. Or, you know, how do you get your name out there? If I'm going to use Google and try to find some potential partners, what do I do here? Uh, Maybe that's a good place to go. And then any other final words of wisdom from your experiences in uh, diving into this world? Of course. Uh, The the biggest thing that I notice with, uh, especially somebody that's new to something, you're always going to be nervous. You're always going to trip up. We are our own worst enemies. Uh, Entrepreneurs can definitely be too hard on themselves. What I've learned in this experience is you have to you have to just do it. <laughs> you go out there. You can go on Google. Uh, you can go at your local markets, like you said. Go find the honey guy. Go find the, you know, I've been approached by many, many people now. Um, unfortunately, we can't take them all. 
but I've been approached by people that sell anything from face creams to dog treats and get the conversation going. Uh, don't worry about tripping up. Don't worry about messing up. You're going to mess up. You may fail once or twice, but within those failures, you're going to learn from them. And that's what truly makes you the expert is you have to fail to become an expert in something because then you'll know how to fix it. Yes. You've got to get rid of that fear of failure. That was uh, I had a podcast episode here a while back, James, where I talked about the things I had to unlearn from my public yes. education before I could succeed. And one of them was that failure is bad. No, failure is good. Yes. In business, no, really good. failure, especially if I can fail and it costs me absolutely nothing. Now, those $100,000 yes. failures hurt, but we're talking about a failure that costs you nothing, teaches you a ton and the worst case scenario is you get in over your head. You know, the worst case scenario is you go to a business meetup, let's say, and everyone goes around the room. What do you do? What do you do? Well, you stand up and you say, well, I sell on Amazon and I help other businesses get onto Amazon if they have products they'd like to sell there. I'm in a, a part of a community that does this. They, we live, eat, breathe, and sleep selling physical products online. If anyone wants to talk to me afterwards, and about a third of them will want to talk to you afterwards, the worst case scenario yes. is you get in over your head. What do you do? You come into our community, you say, hey, guys, I'm in over my head. I've got a brand that wants, they, they think they, they're capable of selling $4 million a month on Amazon if we set this up right. I've never done this before. Who wants to partner up with me, right? I mean, we've got those resources yes. here. We've got the people who know how to do this. You know, James is here. A lot of other people who are doing this model are in our community. So be bold, get out there, have some conversations, pick up the phone, right? So I love that. Yes. Great tips, man. What else? Oh, I agree a hundred percent. You know, that's the, that's really the biggest thing is getting over your fears, learning how to take failure uh, is a big thing. And in this particular strategy, I will say this, um, we've been, we were now going uh, to conventions coast to coast. We choose conventions because we like to meet people in person. Uh, we like to meet them out of their element because when they're at their offices or whatnot, they're a little bit more vulnerable when they're when they're in the convention space. They're there to network. They're there to make business. Uh, so they're a little bit they're listening. They're not doing their day to day routine in their office. When we meet them, you have to have those conversations. We notice that they're. We hear more often than not that our services are very much needed out there. There is plenty of business for for everybody to go around. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of businesses, a lot of big brands. They either don't have time to do this. Uh, they they don't want to spend the time, the resources, the money. They don't realize how big it really is. I mean, oddly enough, I've heard that many times where I don't know how somebody could say Amazon is not that, that big for them. Uh, you can sell anything on Amazon. We've we've done it all. We've sold hay. We've sold. We've seen it all. We've seen coyote. You know, urine. I mean, it's just the things that we see is, is <laughs> yeah. You can make money on anything. <laughs> oh, I love it. And you know, the, a book that's coming to mind for me right now that I think people might check out is uh, Trade Show No Show. If you go to Trade Show No Show, spelled N O, Trade Show No Show dot com. There's a book there. It's included okay. in the Proven Amazon course, but you might find it interesting too, James, if you haven't checked it out yet. But it's a way to basically find all of these trade shows, get on their mailing list, make connections with people who are going to be there, and then basically say, you know, before the event even happens, you're making these connections, you're setting appointments, 
and you don't even have to go necessarily. You just say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to make the event, but I'm on the mailing list. I, you know, I hopefully will be there next year. We'd love to meet you, but Hey, can we talk? Because I know you're going to have some price sheets there. I'd like to see those and and maybe have a chat with you. So you can actually do a lot of work because I'm just imagining some listeners going, well, I don't like to go to trade shows. So I guess I'm out. No, (laughs) No, there's creative things you can do. It does involve having conversations and picking up the phone, which sometimes us as internet marketers are like, no, 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 Jim, I just want to push some pretty buttons on my nice <laughs> blue glowing keyboard and make money. And I'm I'm the guy that says, you know what? Yeah, there's some things you can do there, but if you want to make serious money and build a long-term stable business, you're going to have to build some relationships and talk to people. And it's just so much more fun and it's <laughs> stable. It's a stable thing that's growing and uh, thriving. And plus you get some new cool friends. I mean, I, I, without even knowing the rest of your story, James, I can just bet that some of these people you're working with now, are like, you know, them, you've gone to dinner, you've met, you know, the kids names. I mean, like you're getting to know these people and there's some pretty cool yes. people, right? There's entrepreneurs are cool people. They really, they're probably better than that friend set that followed you out of college. You know, <laughs> like if you 100%. look at them and then you look at this group of entrepreneurs, you're like, yeah, entrepreneurs are a little cooler than those old college buddies, you know? I mean, it's just good people to hang with. So I bet you've got some yes. of those stories as well, right? My whole philosophy is if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you I love it. pushing yourself. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. My goal is to be the dumbest guy in the room, every room I'm in, buddy. That's, I'm trying to do Absolutely. that. <laughs> well, hey, man, this has, been, this has been great. I think we really inspired some folks to uh, take a stab at this, man. At least you know, pick up the phone and call some of these brand owners, attend some of these trade shows, have some conversations. So the homework we gave people today, go back and listen to episode number one, maybe of this podcast, if you've never heard it, because that's me at ASD. And you can kind of hear the nervousness in the crowd. I mean, Everybody there's a little overwhelmed, right? We're used to being at home and doing our thing. So you get in there, you have a friendly conversation, you can accomplish so much so fast. And then the trade show, no show book, hopefully you have the proven Amazon course. If you don't have that yet, why not? I mean, you heard James say that that was the course that got them rocket boosted into a new direction. And there's so many different modules and it's constantly improving. So if you have that course, jump in and read that trade show, no show book, or you can just go buy it trade show, no show.com. It's not expensive. I don't remember the price on it, uh, but that'll give you some ideas on how to connect with some of these businesses without even leaving home. Uh, but we do like ASD and every time ASD does its thing out in Vegas, James, uh, a good number of people from our community end up going and we have some kind of meetup or something. So when ASD dates approach and roll up around on the calendar, be sure to check out our Facebook group, which you should be doing every day anyway. But Absolutely. <laughs> join up and meet up with great guys like James who's be there and all the people from our community. You know, typically there's thirty to fifty people from our community that end up meeting up somewhere doing something when the, the events roll around. Uh, but okay, I'm gonna Absolutely. put you on the spot one last time. Like any last words of wisdom, any other observations or anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we wrap this one up? Uh, you know, the biggest piece of advice I'll keep saying over and over, just do it. Just put your head down, work. It's going to be hard in the beginning. Don't don't stop. Keep going. And you don't have to have a lot of money. I notice a lot of sellers are always like, I have to have money. How much money do I need? Uh, don't focus on that. Go out there, start having these conversations and, and take action. That's the only way that you're going to ever... ever you can't finish a race and say in the starting line. That's my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I love it, man. What that brings to mind to me is you're actually at a disadvantage if you think that $100,000 pile of cash that you have set aside to start a business, if you think that's going to give you some kind of advantage, it's not. 
It really does. No, it's usually worse. <laughs> it, you, you'll usually end up making some really stupid decisions. You'll fill your garage with something. And, uh, your wife will be like, what? you told me those were going to sell. We still have these. It's been nine months. What's going on, buddy? Right? I mean, we hear those yes. stories all the time, right? Like you have a disadvantage if you think that money's going to get your thing going faster. This isn't an expensive business model. It's about relationships. It's about failing fast and failing cheap. Spending five and ten, yes. maybe fifty bucks here and there, trying things out until something hits, and when it hits, boy, that momentum—it just takes off fast. Oh, it really does. Yeah, yeah. we have. Um, and I, this is a—I was reading over my notes here. I'm sorry, this is the first podcast I've ever attended, so <laughs> um, I was reading my notes. You're doing great. Thank you. Uh, we uh, to to give one more boost of uh, encouragement. We currently make $20,000 a month in net, and our goal for this time next year is 50. We started out, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that, we actually started in the corporate world making six to $700 every two weeks when I was working my nine to five, to think that a year and a half from, from then to now, uh, working my nine to five to now, managing some of the some of the largest brands out there uh, i would have laughed if if you would have told me that this would be something that i would yeah. be doing right now the numbers feel a, a little insane don't they <laughs> sometimes it's hard to believe you have to i stay rooted i'm very humbled i try to keep my head down and just keep working we we celebrate but we we know that you know the hard part is to come you know when the twenty thousand dollar check comes in that's just the beginning because now we're managing something bigger than ourselves. And it's truly humbling and it makes you work harder uh, knowing what you have and how many people try to achieve this every day. And it's literally at our fingertips. You just have to know how to find it. Yeah. I love I, it. I mean, I just, you just can't believe it sometimes. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I, I was sharing with somebody just today, James, that the first apartment that my wife and I had was about 350 square feet. Right. And I, I remember, I think our rent was about $300 a month. And I remember just staying awake at night, sweating over an unexpected $40 expense of some kind. Right. Yes. And here we are now, you know, you jump forward as a, as an internet based entrepreneur and Brett and Nathan and I were talking a few days ago, my two partners, we yes. think we might hit our first million dollar day. This Q4, Amazing. like that, that is on the horizon and it just sounds so unreal. And now that number's being split up multiple ways. We've got big teams and a lot of people are getting a piece of that pie, but still of course. unimaginable that we're blessed to be able to support families who rely on us and grow teams, have a podcast that's one of the top 50 in the world of, on iTunes. I mean, it's just Absolutely. mind, mind blowing where you go. If, if like you just said, Work towards your goals a little bit each day and make set realistic goals. Hang out with the right people. That was kind of a little hidden theme from today's episode, yes. I think, James, is you got to pay attention to who you're hanging with. If you're hanging with a bunch of people that think this internet thing is stupid, you're not going to get anywhere. You need to hang you're out not. with people who who believe this works, who've proven it works, who are killing your excuses every day, uh, destroying all those excuses you might try to come up with, spurring you on. That's what our community is. But Hey, James, man, this was a great call. 
You did really yes. good. Your first podcast, right? So you're a pro. It is. <laughs> it's been a lot of firsts this year. And uh, I was like, hey, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, you're, you're an inspiration, and I think many people are going to benefit in a big way from this. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for being a part of our community. And so glad you took action with that gift that Rosemary reached out and sent your way. It's such a cool story. We, If, if anyone has the videos from CES 4, Day one, I think I got up and I shared that story of how Rosemary had gifted you. And then you wrote us a letter. You weren't able to attend, but you wrote us a letter and I read it to everybody. It was a pretty powerful moment. You talking about how it had changed your life. And uh, man, I just oh, love it. It's amazing. I didn't know well, that. And I would yeah. like to sh- shout out know. to her. Thank you so much. I mean, she, yeah, uh, she's a sweetheart. She man. You owe her changed a hug. our life. Oh, <laughs> our whole family. Oh, that's <laughs> it's been beautiful. amazing. It's been a journey. Oh, that's so cool, man. Well, thanks for spending some time with us today, James. And listener, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope you got some good motivation from this. We're here to to motivate, to inspire, to destroy those silly excuses that you keep falling back on. Because if guys like James and I can do it, man, I got C's in business school. I barely got out of there, dude. Like, I am not oh. the sharpest business tech in, in the book, man. I just, I've made so many mistakes but I've learned to make inexpensive yes. mistakes. So we're here to just be an example. Yeah, you can do this. All right. So jump into our community. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. James, again, awesome guest. And hey, listener, as a reminder, jump over to silentgym.com slash podcast, and you can get all the show notes and see all the other shows. Maybe you haven't missed some. And if you want to just binge listen, like we're coming up on 80 episodes, man. So I suggest that you go back to episode one and you listen to maybe some of the new ones, but don't lose track of the latest ones because sometimes we have time-sensitive information that we release. So kind of work at it from both ends, man, and then kind of meet in the middle. That's your strategy, all right? Listen to one and then the most recent, then two and then the second most recent. Like work your way to the middle. That's the strategy to use if you're new to the show. Welcome if you are new. We're glad you joined us. Ed, thank you for your time. Hope it was a great investment for you. God bless you. I'm in your corner, business building warrior. Thanks for a few minutes of your time today. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.